What's good, Maryville? Welcome to the Dropping Dimes podcast. I'm Noah Cooper. I'm joined, as I am on every podcast, by my co-host Perry Randall for our first podcast of the year. How are we doing today, Perry? It's a beautiful day to be beautiful. You know why? Why's that? Because the NBA season starts Tuesday, and I'm oh ready, baby. Goodness. NBA season's coming up right now. A lot of stuff went down over the summer. How are you feeling about recapping all that stuff? Hey, I'm ready as I'll ever be. All righty. So, you know, I'd say one of the biggest things that happened this summer um, was definitely – DeMarcus Cousins going to the Warriors. He decided that he wanted to leave New Orleans. Apparently he said, according to him and his agent, that he didn't get any deals from any other teams. He didn't get looked at by any other teams, which I definitely find hard to believe. I feel like you're going to have – when you're a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, even if you have torn your um, – uh, Achilles, that you're still going to have you know, people calling you, but he said he didn't, so he signed a one-year deal to the Warriors, the only team that contacted him, and now he'll be going to the Golden State Warriors, so he's joining up with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green to create probably one of the best teams we've ever seen in the league, so uh, what do you think about DeMarcus Cousins' move to Golden State, Perry? Hey, that was a mouthful for you to say all them all-star names, MVPs, <laughs> It really that. was. <laughs> but for a guy to be that good and say that he got no offers, that's just a, a bold-faced lie right mm-hmm. there. We I already, didn't believe that for a second. We already know that. Now, I think it, it might be the truth, uh, like kind of partially the truth, because maybe he didn't get the offer he won't. But mm-hmm. he, he didn't still, get that max deal he, that he wanted. He still got some offers. I know that. Mm-hmm. You can't fool me. I'm, it, was like, it was like two weeks that came by at least before he you, you, were even, you even heard of Golden hey, State being mentioned. I've been on this earth for 20 years. I know a lie when I hear one. Yeah. I don't care who you are. And that but was a lie. That, that was a whole lie. But now with the, him teaming up with, the, with uh, these four other stars, man, that kind of just like, wow. They already added Kevin Durant a couple summers ago, won back-to-back titles. Two game three daggers by Kevin Durant. Why not add Boogie Cousins? <laughs> took me to back, it? man. I was like, oh my goodness! It took me right back to how That's I a felt. Bad man, how, took me right back to how I felt when I saw Kevin Durant signs with the Golden State Warriors on Fourth of July a couple years ago, just waiting in line at the parade. And you know, I kind of got the same vibe this time, almost. You know, I wouldn't say it hurt me as much because. At this point, I feel like we all kind of thought Golden State was going to win it anyway. So I was like, oh, well, you know, if they get another guy. But still, I got that feeling like, really? They got another superstar on their team? Like, Even if he's not going to play for a few months, there's still the fact that they got another superstar on their team. It's, it's kind of disappointing to see as a as an NBA fan, but if you're just looking to see some of the best basketball, pure basketball on one team, you got to be excited about this move from DeMarcus Cousins. Well, I feel like it's not really about – I mean, it's, of course it is about the move. But let's not forget that he signed for a good $5 million when he's <laughs> been asking for a max mm-hmm. deal. So Steph Curry, Steph Curry basically said, I'll pay you myself. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, I think, in, I think in DeMarcus's mind, he's thinking overall probably at his legacy. He's probably thinking – you know, what can I do to get some rings on my re- ring or rings on my resume um, to help improve my legacy as a whole by the time I'm done with my career and just bet on myself for a year? I'm going to take a $5 million contract to go win a championship. And then after that, if I play good enough at the end of the season and show people that this injury hasn't bothered me, that I can sign a max deal next year, that I can still be worth that max money. If he said that he got no offers or at least no max deals, I think he's probably betting on himself now, betting on taking a not that much of a salary, getting a ring, and then hoping he can get a max deal come next season. And honestly, from a fan's perspective, you don't really like the moves, all these guys teaming up, but 
honestly, from a business perspective, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That, like you said, that one year deal for five million to basically go ahead and win a ring <laughs> and then get paid. Man, that is the whole bag and nothing but the bag. Well, it's like when people are when people are going to be talking about. Let's say Demarcus does like to end his career. He does really good. Like he continues averaging, you know, twenty six, twenty seven points a game for the next tw- like twelve years. Let's just say he'll he'll be talked about as one of you know the top ten, top fifteen best big men to ever live. Probably so. He's probably thinking. You know, looking down the road, say sixty years from now, when people are looking at Demarcus Cousins' stats, they're, they're they'd be thinking, "Wow, this man averaged some really good numbers, but he never won a ring." You know, they'll be looking at him like Carl Malone, like he he averaged really good numbers, and John Stockton, but he never won a ring ever. Um, he'll be looked at in the same light as Charles Barkley, but if he wins a ring, sixty years from down the road, they're not going to be like, "Well, I remember when he." signed you know to golden state it's going to be kids our age talking about demarcus cousins and they're like well he won a ring you know he had all these numbers and he won a championship so not only is it a good move for him betting on himself to possibly get more money next season it's looking at his legacy down the road i feel like and you know like wow you know this man put up all these numbers and he still got a chip i think it's just a very common moniker for the nba uh, if you if you don't have a ring, then it doesn't mean a thing. It's just, yeah. just part of it, especially if you're Carl Malone, Charles Barkley. Like all if, these guys like are really good, but just never won. Like Charles Barkley was on a really good team. Like he was on a team with Julius Patrick Irving, Irving, you know. Like like Charles Barkley was on a team with Julius Irving. Uh, you know, like he he was on good teams and everything. Like he, I'm sure he got drafted into him. He didn't go trade to be on those teams but we weren't we wouldn't like knock charles barkley like yeah he won a championship but remember who he was surrounded with right. um so like, i feel like it's going to be the same thing 30 years down the road like we're looking out at it, charles barkley you know he never won a ring but this and this this will actually give demarcus cousins a chance to win the championship because i feel like at this point golden state's almost a lock to win the championship right i, I agree uh, i just think this case is just DeMarcus Cousins securing the bag, as people like to say. He secured the whole bag. <laughs> he secured right? the entire bag, get, no get, question about it. the ring and the money. Mm-hmm. And the money in the long run. That's yeah. what, that's what it At is. At least that's what he's hoping. Like, right. if oh, he, he's going to get it. Don't well, worry about that. <laughs> just, just wait till might, he, regardless if they win well, or if not, If he comes back get and gets injured again, then he might not be getting paid. But man, There's some teams that need a big man. That's true. Pretty badly, too. So. Yeah. You know, hoping the best out of DeMarcus Cousins. Obviously, he's probably going to win. My so. thing is, my thing is, their biggest opponent is not anybody in the NBA but themselves being burnt out mm-hmm. on winning. I think that's what we saw with the Lakers in 03-04 when they went against the Pistons. You know, they had one three in a row. And usually three is like the number after that. And they had guys going out. to them that hadn't won the championship before. Like you know, Carl Gary Malone. Gary Payton, Carl Malone. They, they, hey, they had it. They was like, you know, we started stacked again, all this mm-hmm. stuff. Get burnt out on winning. Kobe and Shaq, they're not really clicking. So who knows? Maybe the Warriors might have to deal with that. Draymond, Kevin Durant, Draymond and DeMarcus And you have Cousins. all these personalities right. around as well. Yeah, you got rid of some guys that had some different personalities like Zaza Pachulia and JaVale McGee, but you're still getting DeMarcus Cousins who, in the past, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant and a few of those guys really hated in the past. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they can all coexist together. For sure, I don't feel like it's going to be that big of an issue because obviously they play together in USA Basketball right. and they're all very talented basketball players. They respect each other's games, um, but still, it's going to be interesting to see how they can coexist together, how they can play well together. And like you said, teams really do get burnt out on winning. We've seen over time that you know maybe from our perspective, you're like, oh, how can you get tired of winning? You know, I could never get tired of winning, but it's a long season. You know, they right. they play 82 different games. They play all those playoff games as well. 
you know, seven-game series, four rounds in a row, and they're Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. They're on their, what, fourth, five, fifth year of doing this? They've been doing this stuff for, you know, quite a few years, making it to the championship. So you think of all that wear and tear on your body, all that time you're putting in in the regular season, the playoffs, the offseason, it starts to take a toll on you. So I do feel like it does take a toll on you, but also having Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins who haven't been around as long as those other three guys will, you know, definitely help their team out in the long run. I'm going to say this, and this is going to be the last thing I'm going to say about the Warriors. When it comes to this whole getting burnt out thing, someone who is regarded as the greatest basketball player of all time, Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Even he got burnt out. He switched sports after (laughs) that third title. Mm -hmm. So it happens to the best of us. So we'll see. I'm anxious to watch this year, though. I think a lot of people kind of looking at it the wrong way, but just more possibility that could come out of this season. So I'm excited. For sure. And that wasn't the only move that – you know, went down this summer that was pretty big. There was a lot of other big-time moves. I'd say another one, probably more notably, was Kawhi Leonard. Um, he got traded to the Raptors for DeMar DeRozan, something I think a lot of people didn't see coming at all. They thought, you know, maybe Kawhi Leonard might might go to Los Angeles, maybe team up with LeBron. He might go um, basically anywhere else besides Toronto. I don't think many people saw him going to Toronto, but that's where he is right now. Um, I don't think Either player was really too happy about where they ended up. But as we see now in the preseason, as it's progressing a little bit, they're starting to fill roles very well in the cities that they got traded to. So how do you feel about the Kawhi DeMarcus, or, uh, DeMar DeRozan trade, Perry? Well, DeMar DeRozan was heartbroken. Let's just start off with that. That man was on social media pouring his heart <laughs> He gave out. his heart to the city. This is you how know? you know when somebody's in their feelings. When they post something with a black screen and just <laughs> words, man, somebody's really in their feelings. And that's what DeMar DeRozan was doing. He's like, there's no loyalty in this game. Yada, yada, yada. He's like, man, this man's really heartbroken. He was really pouring his heart out for Toronto. He was their boy. Get him out of here, along with the head coach. <laughs> Get him out of here. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm excited for DeMar DeRozan to be playing with uh, – um, Greg Popovich, just to see how his game can really improve. I think Greg Popovich really makes players' games more efficient. I think we kind of saw that with LaMarcus Aldridge because LaMarcus Aldridge is still an all-star. I don't know how, but he's still an all-star. Had a great season year. last year, really. Man, stop it. He really did. He's not, he's not an all-star type of Hey, whatever. Last year he put up all-star type numbers on a team that without Kawhi Leonard probably shouldn't have made the playoffs, and they still did. So well, if you're on the Spurs, I'll, I'll you're give an it to him. They got to <laughs> give one one Spurs all-star. Or else well, I think it's an all-star break. Like they were, I think they're in like the top four. So you, you basically got to give them an all-star. Sure, I guess him and Al Horford. <laughs> so uh, this year they might get two. You know, now that they got Demar on there, you know, like you said, I'm interested to see how Greg Popovich can kind of mold Demar's game a little more, get some sets that Demar can succeed more in because. Because we saw DeMar take a step forward last season in the regular season in terms of his shooting ability and, and getting the to the rim. Season. Yeah, I, in the postseason, I, I, took a five steps backwards. I needed yeah. to clarify there I because it, you know playoff Raptors is I something was about different. To get on your head in a second. Don't <laughs> May, worry maybe about that. I'm hoping Greg Popovich can get a little get a little bit of those playoff jitters out of the way for DeMar DeRozan. Oh. Maybe he can be playing like Kawhi Leonard did in San Antonio. Maybe you know. Popovich can mold his game. I feel like those players are very similar in a lot of ways. You know, they're they're not guys that are going to give you a whole lot of assist numbers. They're not guys that are going to shoot 
65% from the floor. Um, they're not the greatest shooters ever, but they know their role and they can do their role very well. Um, they both play pretty decent defense. Uh, obviously, Kawhi Leonard plays better defense than DeMar DeRozan does, um, but they both play defense pretty well. They both shoot mid-range shots very well, and they both get to the uh, rim and cut very well as well. So I think with DeMar DeRozan, I'm excited for his situation. I think mm-hmm. them not having Tony Parker because Tony Parker moved on to Charlotte, and then Manu Ginobili retiring, and then Kawhi's gone, of course, along with uh, Danny Green. And then now uh, Devontae Murray, he went down with the ACL mm-hmm. injury. And then their rookie as well. He won't be playing all season too. So right, they got yes. two big injuries in those two guys. So, I mean, it's looking like with with the guys they've lost, you, I mean, you, we mentioned five guys there in, in Murray, um, their rookie, Parker, Ginobili, um, Kawhi, these are guys in the last two years, two, three years, have had a major impact. Well, I, I guess not their rookie, but, you know, a major impact on the franchise. So we're seeing kind of like a um, a new leaf being turned over in San Antonio um, in terms of what we're going to see from them this year. Maybe they might not make the playoffs, but they still got two very good stars on their team that can help them hey, towards that direction. I got, I got DeMar DeRozan averaging 27 this year. I think it's definitely possible, yeah. Because he put, he put he put up you know numbers close to that in Toronto, and he should only see his efficiency rise in San Antonio, being around the Spurs system. As as kids would like to say, getting them bucket buckets <laughs> well, this year. You know, we, we've given a lot of talk to Demar, but what about Kawhi? How do you how do you feel like Kawhi is going to fit in Toronto? Because I feel like this season for Kawhi, in the grand scheme of things, is just going to be a throwaway season for them because Jeez. I still don't see Kawhi staying in. Um, Toronto. I really don't see him staying in Canada. I feel like at this point, there's still a pretty good shot that he's going to go to the Clippers or the Lakers next season. So I like the move from a GM's perspective that Toronto was thinking, we got to get rid of DeMar DeRozan's huge contract. We'll bring in Kawhi. We probably won't be able to keep him. If we do, you know, good for us. You know, we'll be able to get a big superstar. But if we let him go, at least we're getting rid of DeMar's contract. I just feel like it's a throwaway season overall for both the Raptors and for Kawhi Leonard. I agree with you. I think that after this next season, Kawhi will be in L.A. I'm almost 100% positive. However, it's not impossible for him to stay in Toronto. Mm-hmm. They are a top team in the East coming off last year, uh, having a number one record. And they basically have the same nucleus they just have now. Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, and then they have a new coach and Nick Nurse. I think that if they could find a way to make this destination attractive to Kawhi, then it's possible for him to sign like a short-term deal. But it's like he could make more money probably going to L.A. Right. too. So like it's like all signs are pointing to him going to L.A. or at least somewhere else. But And when I say throwaway season, I don't mean like – I just mean like for both players. No, or, last year was a throwaway yeah, season. Well, I, that that I, was a throwaway. I just feel like for both parties – it's going to be a one-year thing, but I feel like the Raptors could make it further than they did last year. If we have oh, to see, of course, that one guy named LeBron's gone. Yeah, of like they could well, make I, it. I, I, one thing was in the second round last year, so I'm thinking yeah. if if they can do good enough in the regular season, like say Boston or Philly doesn't click that well at the beginning of the season, the Raptors are clicking, um, and they put up a good enough record, and they could finish first or second in the East, like we saw last year. And then you have the Celtics and the um, 
Sixers meeting in the second round instead of in the conference finals, I feel like the Raptors could go to the conference finals. Do I think they're go to the do I think they're gonna go to the NBA championship? No. But <laughs> absolutely but, not. But still, if you can make it past the second round, that's obviously more than you did last year. So I don't think it's a throwaway season in terms of they're not gonna make the playoffs, they're not gonna be a good team. Talking about the longevity. Yeah, they're they're still the they're still gonna be a good team this season, but just looking at it as a whole, looking at the longevity, like there's there's no way that it's going to work out, you know, for both sides staying in Toronto. For Kawhi, I have him averaging 27. 27, wow. Seven rebounds and three assists. I think if he also – if 27 is really high. If he can average – Coming off last year. He's been getting good buckets in his preseason. Yeah, but 27? 27, baby. <sighs> Kyle Lowry averaging 19. I was going to say 22. Woo-wee. My <laughs> man can't get five points. I don't even – 22 is high. I'm a – no, I'll, I'll, keep it, I'll keep it 22. Don't I'll disrespect 22. the claw, all right? He gets buckets, all right? That's all I got to say about him. I'd feel more confident if he would have played last year. But what? You, have you not watched a preseason game? <laughs> it's a preseason. I, That's I fine. I don't like to take a whole lot out of the preseason. We can always judge some things But you that can are tell when a person is right. Yeah. Well, he's more right than he was last year. I'll give it I'll give it to you, you there. You didn't see anything from him last year. <laughs> he was in New York playing basketball with the videographers. <laughs> we saw him for 10 games. And that's no. So, look here. I got Kawhi if he can average those numbers along with one block this year, I have him having a strong case for MVP. Especially if the Raptors, you know, right. can keep top 2, which I think is definitely a possibility. You I know. think I think this is a possible MVP season for Kawhi. Mm-hmm. If he if he looks at it that way, well, a guy that I think is probably going to win the MVP, um, and I feel like it's going to be his last chance to win the MVP is LeBron James over there in LA. I feel like it's going to be LA Bron. I really feel like, <laughs> especially if I think that's obviously the biggest move that was made this summer. Probably should have talked about that first, but it's okay. Uh, LeBron James obviously going to LA. I feel so like save the best for last. I, man. Feel, I feel like. All he has to do, really, is put up the same numbers he's been putting in in Cleveland, finish top four in the West. I feel like people are still going to be talking about him in the same light as they were last year, and I feel like he's got a really good case of winning the MVP. Um, obviously, the move kind of shocked some people, didn't shock a lot of other people, but we got LeBron in L.A. now. so I think, because let's go back to history, only two times has the MVP went outside of the top two seeds, and that was to Russell Westbrook making history for the first time with the triple or averaging a triple double since Oscar Robertson and then Michael Jordan one year when he was really young when nobody remembers that mm-hmm. but I but think, it's like when you put up 37 points a game it's kind of hard not to right, give it to him he's basically the only person that could dribble through yeah, the legs at right, that time yeah. <laughs> but no I think I don't know what the qualifications for me would be for a LeBron MVP season in his 16th season that's going to be pretty hard but if he does find a way to get that then i think this might be his one of his best accomplishments mm-hmm. i think this could be for him a title in my opinion that would be the same value as a championship him being able to accomplish this with a very young team uh with some crazy people on his team as known as mud misunderstood uh underestimated and determined <laughs> something like that i don't know but he got lance on his team. He spelled med, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. So, something LeBron said. I don't know what he said. But, look, he got Lance on his team. He's got Rondo. He's got Brandon Ingram. He's got Lonzo. He's got LeVar in the stands. Man, I just think that he has a lot to – Michael has, Beasley. Yeah, that too. Michael Crazy Beasley. guys. JaVale McGee. He's got a lot going on. If he can piece together – I'll say this. If he could piece together 50 wins, right, mm-hmm. averaging – 
His, base, his same his, numbers right, basically maybe seven. maybe a point or two less rebound less assist less that would be a 15 uh, close to a 15 win increase for the lakers mm-hmm. that, that's an mvp season to me i don't think that they'll but do basically that. a lot of the same guys that are at the same talent level the lakers were last year so you're basically saying lebron being added onto your team in a harder conference is worth 15 to 20 more wins which is you know i don't think that impressive. i don't think i don't think that they'll get that but mm-hmm. i think that's what it would take for him to get the mvp that would just be such a, a shocking boom of, wow, they really did that. I feel like looking at the MVP overall and LeBron's chances of it this year, I think if he just puts up the same stuff he does last year, we're all going to be like, all the guys that vote on MVP are going to be like, not like we messed up last year, but like, like this might be the last chance we got for a LeBron. So it's, I feel it's sorry almost, for Yeah, it's almost going to be like a feel sorry, like a sympathy, sympathy type of vote. That, and he doesn't need it, but I feel like – that could help his case out. Like, wow, this might be the last time we're ever tar- going to. Would that tarnish his legacy? Well, not tarnish it, but would that be a. I mean, if he still puts up impressive numbers, I'd let's, I don't let's feel say like he Let's would. say he keeps the same numbers with 42 wins. I don't, I don't say. I, I, feel, I feel like you could still give it to him. Because what, what, I mean, <laughs> I mean well, okay, well, what did Westbrook get when he got the triple double? That's, that's, that's completely different. I know, it, I know it's completely different, but I mean. I mean, what do you get? I, I, I think, think he, like 45. He got like 40. 44, I think, or yeah. something like that. So you're saying. With a, his, mean, with a historic accomplishment. 42, I don't think you could give him the MVP. And I don't think it'll happen. I, I think if he gets 42, he's not going to win the MVP. Right, right. Um, but I feel like say he gets like 45 or something, like the same number. 45. That, same number. Or 45, 44, whatever number Westbrook. Westbrook had. If he still does. Without the history on his side. If he still does the. If he still has the efficiency that he did last year. Right. If he still has twenty eight points a game and nine rebounds and nine assists, I feel like it's rightfully justified that he can win the MVP. Now, if that if those forty five wins get him the ninth seed, then I feel like it's not rightfully justified. I feel like you'd he still have to not get it if I, he's the ninth. Seed. I'd still feel like you, you know you better be making the playoffs at that point. I'm gonna be watching hockey if he gets that. So. <laughs> well, well, let's put well, let's put the Lakers season into perspective. Oh, oh, oh. They got. Go ahead, go ahead. Go well, ahead. well, they got the meme team right now going right. on. They got a lot of those guys that you mentioned that don't really necessarily you wouldn't feel like they'd fit extreme, extremely well together. And then you got LeBron. We thought maybe they'd try to pair Paul George or Kawhi Leonard or one of these other guys, maybe DeMarcus Cousins out there in L.A. But it looks like now we're going to have to wait until at least next year to see some of that happen. So they signed all these guys on one-year deals who with – creative personalities like Rondo, like Lance Stevenson, like JaVale McGee. And a lot of people still have them being pretty high up in the West. I think I have them being down around the six, seven, eight range. I I, I don't remember what you said, but I, I feel like four, you said five, four, five, six. So I feel like both of those are definitely possible. I like mine a little better. I just feel like <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like they're gonna get off to a little bit of a rocky start to start the season because we've seen with a lot of these teams that have a bunch of new guys together, even if they play okay in the preseason like we've seen from the Lakers, once the regular season starts and teams really start caring, um, you might not see the greatest mesh for the first 10, right. 20 games. Like, like we said earlier, I think, on our real on our Dropping Downs radio show, that the Miami Heat, when LeBron first joined them, they started off what they started like 8-8 eight eight or 10-10 ten ten or something mm-hmm. like that. So I could see something like that happening, and that's the reason why I feel like they might end up around that 6-7-8 range is because they're going to have a little bit of a rocky start. Then they're going to get it going a little bit. They might hit a little bit of a midseason lull, and then they are continue, continue to be really good at the end of the season. So I got 45 wins from the Lakers, and if LeBron can get Lonzo 
to become a 40% three-point shooter, I'll give him the MVP. Regardless, of, LeBron could average zero points. <laughs> if he gets him to 40% as a three-point shooter, that would be a miracle. Well, he, he took his, Lonzo took his first three-point shot yesterday. It was Did you see it? It was an air ball and a half. I'm, I'm, I was talking about that shot. I didn't want. I didn't want to bring that up, but. Yeah, it was air ball. Yeah, it was. It was but he did switch one. That that thing was butter. <laughs> I liked it. I, and he did improve his his field goal percentage at, and his three point percentage at 40%. the end of last season. Forty percent. I will give it to him. And if anybody else gets it, and 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 Lonzo is forty percent three point shooter, I will say LeBron <laughs> got robbed. Well, how well how do you how do you like the moves that they, how do you like the guys that surround surrounded LeBron with? Obviously, getting no superstars on their team. I think when I first heard LeBron was going to be on there, I was like, all right, they gotta get another superstar, and they didn't. So it's kind of surprising to me. But at least all these guys are on one year deals. What do you think about the whole thing? I think as far as all the outside stars, I think they want to see what's going on in Lakerland for a season before they make their moves because they're probably going to sign. A three, four-year deal, most likely. Get as much money as you can from L.A. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of big free agents next year. I'd right. say one of the biggest free agent classes we've ever seen right. in the league. I, I think, um, I really, I think the move that um, Magic Johnson has made it has been phenomenal, in my opinion. I love how he said. You can't beat the Warriors at their own game, so you got to figure out something else to beat them. And all the guys that they have. Got in the offseason, Michael Beasley, Lance Stevenson, uh, Rondo. All these guys can get you a triple-double. I don't know about JaVale McGee, but, look, they, all these guys can get you a triple-double. And, honestly, that's that's kind of a smart plan to me. I think we saw with the Houston Rockets, they weren't able to beat the Warriors at their own game because certain little things kind of crept up on them and they had to deal with those things. So just those little areas where they're not as good as the Warriors in, it kind of showed in game six and seven. But then now you got the Lakers, all these all-around players that can kind of feed off of each other, kind of showtime, all these guys emotional. It's going to be really exciting, really. It, 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 I, I'm almost more excited to watch them this season than I am to watch the Bulls just because of all the personalities man, they got on their what team. what a shocker. <laughs> Who would want to watch the Lakers instead of the Bulls? Well, uh, over my favorite team? Yeah. No, but I just – Even if they're all, your favorite like, team. All, the, all these personalities, like even if, even if you were a fan of like – I don't know, like an, or another really good team, like the the Rockets or something. Like, say you were a really big fan of the Rockets, I almost feel like you'd almost be more excited to watch what's going on in Los Angeles, just because you got all these personalities. You got LeBron's first year in LA meeting together. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to go down? It's definitely Showtime is back in it's LA. It's going to be regardless like regardless of what happens. It's going to be a reality show almost every night. They need and one. Like we haven't even mentioned, but like you got Lavar Ball still in the situation. Like, I'm surprisingly been very quiet. And I'm looking forward to seeing like his reemergence because like <laughs> it's bound to happen. It's coming. Don't worry it, about that. It might not be as much as big it was at one brand. time, but it's going to happen. Big baller brands on the way. I'm, I'm, I'm really really excited for this for this uh los angeles lakers season so a lot going down in la la land so you know we'll, we'll see what all happens hey i think that they have a legitimate chance again a four or five seed i like their chances i like how they better because if I, they get if they get an eight seed they're screwed i think if lebron can figure out a way to get all these guys energy i think that's what's big have all these guys the energy going the right direction mm -hmm. this could be very scary that positive energy hey, i'm glad you know <laughs> but no uh, i just think because think about it in 2016 when the Cavs won the nba title against the warriors one big thing that a lot of people forget is that draymond green didn't play in game six because he got uh enough tech enough technicals to be uh we kicked uh he, he kicked steven adams in the nuts and then yeah, he right. kicked like someone else in the nuts right. so so i th i think 
Lance Stevenson, Rondo, all these guys that can get under your skin, cause you to get a technical against like a team like the Warriors, mm-hmm. this could be very scary for I'm ar- I'm already waiting for Draymond Green to pick up a technical <laughs> when Rondo gets yeah, he in his head. Because you know it's gonna happen. <laughs> he he, you know why he didn't play? He's like, I don't want a technical He's in the smart. preseason. He's smart. That's all right. <laughs> but I just think that Magic Johnson did some great things and they have a good chance of having a good season to attract uh, stars next offseason. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for the Lakers. And it's good. Like I can't overstate the fact enough that, that all these guys are on one-year deals that they sign, like Rondo, JaVale. Like, and if if they're on a two-year deal, the second one's for a team option as well. So they can I, kick I them do, off if they I, want. I will say that I do see a move being made, a kind of a, a – not I want to say blockbuster, but a big move being made before the trade deadline for mm-hmm. the Lakers. Like if they're, like, let's say they're really, really good the entire season – with these guys, do you feel like they might be going after a superstar near the trade deadline? Because they're like, wow, we didn't expect to be this good. You know, this early, our young guys are really showing out. Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, LeBron's teaching after, them a lot. I think they're going after a star right now, no matter what. If they see a if star's they can get name. A, if, they can get the fun, if they can get them in on the, on the line, they're getting them. I they're trying it at all times. Just so they can be ready for next, or be ready for this year, but more so next year. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you have LeBron on your team, you probably always have to be ready to be answering the phone call, making right. phone calls for stuff to happen. Exactly. Um, I think another team right now that you know might need a little bit, of that, a little bit of that positive energy, and that we've seen, you know, a, a little bit of a rejuvenation out of is the Houston Rockets and Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, because you know, look at, look at what Melo's doing on there hey, this preseason. My boy Melo, no hood this summer. He's been focused. My dude has been getting in the gym. He's been losing weight. My dude looks slim down. Mm-hmm. Boy, he's been getting good buckets. Lifetime fitness, Melo. That's all right with me. <laughs> my thing is, he's getting all these buckets when they don't count, of course, summer preseason i need them buckets in the playoffs too Mm -hmm. mellow all we keep seeing is olympic mellow and hoodie mellow and lifetime fitness mellow we we keep seeing all these versions of mellow great mellow but it's in the off season what we need to see is stuff going actually down in the nba season in the regular season and if the playoffs because this is probably the the one of the last big teams he's probably going to be on and chance he has to go far in the playoffs deep in the playoffs so i feel like there's a lot riding on Carmelo's shoulders this season. You know, I feel like a lot of people really lost respect for Carmelo these last couple of years, and I feel like this is really a chance for him to prove his, to his haters, I, I can still play basketball pretty well. I'm only a year older than LeBron James. You know, I can still put up some of these numbers that I used to put up. And I think in the preseason, we've seen a little bit of a rejuvenation of, out of Melo. I think it's easy for everybody just to forget how good Melo, I think, still is after that season in Oklahoma City being the third option, I don't think people really understand how big of an adjustment that is, especially yeah. when you're not buying and that third yourself. option almost turned into like an eighth option because it wasn't good. <laughs> hey, it's all right, man. I can't, I can't overstate that enough. I think him being in Houston is such a, a interesting situation because when he was in New York, he played with Mike D'Antoni, but yet they still butted heads. Now he's back with Mike D'Antoni, but yet the offense fits Melo perfectly, especially at this stage of his career where he's just able to run up and down the court and just shoot threes. I, I can see him really filling in a role that, let's say, Trevor Ariza had last year. I can really see yeah, him. Slow fi- down, slow down. Well, I can see him being a better version of that. Oh, who? Carmelo. A better version of Trevor Reason? Yeah, I can. Oh, my gosh. If, if we're going to get a rejuvenated uh, season out of Melo, I feel like we could really get to see him in a role like a re, like a, a better version of, let's say, Trevor Ariza or any of those other guys they had last year, those spot-up shooters. I personally think that the Rockets got worse. They, oh, I, I do think they got worse because they got Melo. But they <laughs> hey, lost, hey, hey, they calm lost, down, calm not, down. They lost a whole bunch of other guys as well. They got Melo, like you said, but – they lost Trevor Reza. 
the basically their best defender in my opinion, mm-hmm. along with Luke Rich, Bamute, another great defender, veteran, and now they got Melo, who's just gonna bring you offense. And that's not all the guys they lost. Like they lost more guys. Like I'll, I'll look it up right now. They lost a whole bunch of guys, and all they got back basically was they like Melo. They got like Melo and Brandon Knight out of the situation. He's Chris. So like. Big bucks. Yeah, Marquis Chris, who we've been waiting on to be good for like five years now in the league. Now, and- I mean, honestly, like honestly, the Rockets' plan is to outshoot you because you cannot score as much as us. I don't think they really cared about defense, to be honest. So I think it was a luxury to have Trevor Reza, but not that he's not there. It's not as big of a problem as we may think for them. But I think when it comes down to the playoffs and it becomes more of a half-court game, I think that's where they're going to struggle. I feel like I was talking about that all last season when it comes to the playoffs the rockets are going to slow down all this stuff and that's basically what happened and they were still effective but going against a team like the warriors they need players like trevor ariza and luke rich bamute that can help slow the game down i don't know about Melo in this stage of his career being that kind of go-to guy uh, down the stretch, still mm-hmm. when you got Carmelo, I don't know if you can. James I don't Harden. know if you can really count on Melo to be that go-to guy anymore, especially when you do have clutch guys like James Harden, right. CP3, who can really still play out there. Um, but I can see if you know if if he's if he's playing a good you know spot up role. I don't want to see Melo taking someone one on one on the baseline with five seconds to go in the hey, game. Throwback Thursday. Yeah, but it's like if he you know if if he wants to play a spot up role and you get someone to help over on James or Chris. Um, and Melo's wide open. You want to give it to him. You know, I, I don't see why not. Maybe he can hit that shot. He didn't last year in Oklahoma City, but I maybe he could this he year. Balls, I'm going to get the meanest text message from you, and I'm just going to be like, man, my dude Melo. <laughs> yeah, so they, uh, they also lost uh, Ryan Anderson. That was that was another man, big one I, I was thinking of. I don't care about him. He uh, barely played. He had a good season last year. He barely played. But he had in a good season. In the playoffs? Well, in the regular season, he had no, a good season. <laughs> everybody had a good season for the Rockets last year until they but, got to the playoffs. But it's like basically all they got back. They got back Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, and then uh, Michael Carter Williams as well, who we haven't seen that many great Man, things from him in, in a while. Moves from the Rockets this <laughs> offseason. I'd give them like a, a solid like C minus overall. I, I give them a C plus. Melo's my plus. Yeah? yeah, I don't know how he's a plus based on last season. Hey, but. he's a better shooter than <laughs> Trevor Reza. He's a better shooter than Luca Richard Mute. That's fine with me. At least we hope he'll be. So another guy, Mello, <laughs> another guy, Mello played with last season, uh, Paul George. He re-signed with Oklahoma City, so he's going to be sticking on Oklahoma City. Big move coming out of that. I think a lot of people thought he'd be going to L.A. to maybe play with him with another superstar, possibly LeBron. But that was a move we saw really early. I think before free agency even hit, he was partying it up with Russell Westbrook. You kind of knew he was going to stick with Oklahoma City. That's where he's gonna be. I tried to tell y'all, man. Him and Dennis Schroeder, they're you know they're teaming Strudel, up, baby. <laughs> Strudel. Hey, man. I I I was saying I just kind of got that feeling that he wanted to see what this team could be with Roberson healthy, and then of course Carmelo leaving. I th- I just think that it was important for him to at least try it. Now I didn't expect no four year deal at the beginning of midnight, 12.01, I'm staying in Oklahoma City. I'm here, all that stuff with a bottle of Henny. I didn't think you'd be that excited about it. Hey, he was living his best life. I'd have a bottle of Henny in my hand, too, if I just made all that money. So Hey, I'm excited for them. I have them finishing as a top three seed in the West. I'm I'm really excited to see what him and Russell Westbrook can do. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I like it. They beat the Warriors Warriors in a series last year. I think the Jazz could definitely get, like, number three. Okay. This season. I feel like I good mean teams just, like that, they usually have one good season and then they have a really low season and then they try to bounce back by adding some <laughs> name or something. Just wait. 
We'll see, man. Donovan I, I Mitchell. Love, I love Donovan Mitchell. I just don't see that team going that far. And they didn't make like a whole lot of moves in the offseason by any means. But no, he saw a lot of good things. Especially, I was I was kind of surprised that they did get Paul George to resign with Oklahoma hey, City. Man, I, well, I, I really like that move again, Dennis. Uh, I about to say Strudel, but Strudel, baby, <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Schroeder too, because right. uh, I I just really like his game overall. I thought he played well on the Hawks the last couple seasons, and he didn't get a lot of people talking about him because you know he was on the Atlanta Hawks and Wilder. Thunder added. They re-signed Raymond Felton. I don't yeah. know why, <laughs> Great but move. they did it. Third but, string. Hey, man. Third, he's the type of guy that Jimmy you'll take to your starters. Oh, don't even get me started on Jimmy. <laughs> you want to talk about Jimmy? Let's go ahead and talk about Jimmy. Man. All right. Well, Jimmy. Thunder finished as top three seed. There you go. Hey, Wolves about to finish as number one if we get this if We get this Jimmy Butler are on we, there. Are we counting backwards <laughs> or something? <laughs> So we got we got Jimmy Butler. He requested for a trade about I think twenty two days ago, twenty three days ago. Rewind as we always take back to what happened. People don't need to know that. Let's talk about it. Oh, let's so go. a couple weeks ago, I said on the show, the radio show, I said, "What do you what do you have for Jimmy Butler's future? Do you have him staying in Minnesota?" He was like. And Noah's like, yeah, I have them staying. They just added Luol well, Dang. I said, if they can. Now he said, they I said got if the, they can play well. He said they got the Timberwolves. I see him being very happy. Yada yada yada. The following week, uh, big old news <laughs> announcement: Jimmy Butler, I want a trade. <laughs> Whoa! I, oh my gosh! That's I had horrible. Ne- I had never seen <laughs> Noah be so wrong in my life. Whew. And I'm wrong a lot. Man, so that that was one of your top wrongs. Icing on the cake right now of me Sheesh. being wrong. I couldn't believe it. But <laughs> he, he requested a trade, and now we've seen a lot go a down debacle. since that. Yeah, a, a complete debacle. <laughs> you know, we hadn't heard anything out of Jimmy for like 20 days. We thought, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy wants to go to the the Nets, the Clippers, or the Knicks. And then all of a sudden, you heard because because he wanted to make that max money. He wanted to possibly worth another superstar like he could in Los Angeles and the Clippers. Now, now we're now all of a sudden he wanted to go to the Miami Heat. So then it looked like a deal was going to happen there. And then all the talks fell through because Tibbs didn't want to accept any deals. He was asking for way too much. And now we've seen Jimmy's like, you know what? If they can't trade me, I'm just going to show up in practice. So he shows up in practice, and basically all hell breaks loose. (laughs) So now we've seen an entire debacle of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jimmy's gotten all the young guys on their team fired up. He goes and plays with the third stringers, goes up against the starters, and – and whoops them, just completely kicks them to the we door. Have no footage of what we have, but we 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 have a lot of people, not only Jimmy, that have said this, but we have a lot of other. I think there was like three reporters that were there, oh, or something that were said. saying this. Yeah, like there there was reporters that were there that said like this happened, and they talked to a couple. I listened to an interview with Taj Gibson yesterday. He said it happened. Um, Taj Gibson went on Chicago radio yesterday because he's still being loved by Chicago fans, and. Man. <laughs> and he said it happened, so I, I'm I'm believing it. Um, now I now I do know, don't know why the hell they had some. I don't know why the hell Rachel Nichols was up there in Minnesota that early, but she was. Um, so she wanted a story, I guess. But you know, a lot of stuff went down in Minnesota. Now you don't know what to expect. Like, is he going to be traded? Is he going to stay on the team? Where is he going to go? There's a bunch of questions surrounding this. But at least he got the young guys fired up, and not only the young guys, but it seems like he got Carl Anthony Towns a little fired up as well. Well. I will say for um, Jimmy Butler, I think that his energy is right. He's not wrong at all. But at the same time, so you can't win without me. He's not, he's not wrong at all. He's tired of the way Cats playing. He's tired of Andrew Wiggins being so nonchalant. He's not wrong. But at the same time, he's wrong in my opinion. Just because I don't think he's handling it the right way. I think it's too much in the media. 
I get that he wants to trade and he's fed up, but I don't think this is the right way to go about it. I think he's making himself – of course, we understand the skills, but when it comes to a team trying to uh, add you to the team, they don't want to have to deal with all that extra emotion if something was to go wrong with the team. I just think that's kind of hurting his – Stock a little bit. Understand that his stock is still high because that boy can ball. And now he's got that stock from the fans too. Like the casual NBA fans yeah. are like, wow, like this dude Jimmy is like, like they're really like appreciating. third stringers? Oh, yeah, that boy can ball. Yeah, like they're really appreciating like what he, what he did out there. So I think that's cool too. Well, I, I just think that, honestly, I think that he's going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And all, all in all, it's like Jimmy's not the type of guy where if he's your best player, like he's you're not going to win a championship with him as your best player. Right. You know, you you need him to be at least your second or third best player if you want to be winning a championship. So he's right. Like they can't win without him. And we saw last year they didn't really win without him. They were under 500 without him, and they were like 13 games over with him. Right. He's not wrong at so, all. Like, he's not he's wrong, wrong, but he's definitely going about it in the wrong. He, he could be doing some other stuff, and he. I think it came out today that he held a players-only meeting. And then, that's why I'm glad you said that, because then Jeff Teague tweeted, and he said, there was no players meeting at all. You reporters are lying. And that's what Jeff Teague said? Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't see that one. Yeah, he tweeted that. Well, Jeff Jeff Teague had, like, a really, like, that post, that about Instagram the post. Yeah, yeah, and, like, people were trying to decipher it. They're like, what's he mean by this? It had, like, a, a hand, right. a peace sign, a praying hands, and people were like, <laughs> what's he mean by this? Like, what's he talking about? So... I I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in Minnesota. So I don't know if this is something – if you're another team looking at a situation like this, you saw Jimmy – you saw what Jimmy and Wade did with Rondo in Chicago. Now you're seeing what Jimmy's doing in Minnesota. You're starting to get these, like, diva personalities from Jimmy thinking he's amazing. And like you said, he's going about it all in the wrong way. I just think that it's important for him to understand that his stock needs to stay high. And understand that he's still attractive to teams, but maybe not the top teams anymore just because of the way he's going about this whole entire situation. It's important to still secure that bag, but teams are going to make that bag a little bit smaller if you <laughs> keep on acting like this. For sure, but he's a type of guy that believes he should get max money, right. and, more, and so. more than likely he'll probably get max money because he's no, a top 15, top 20 player in the league. As mm-hmm. he probably could have after all of this, mm-hmm. but, but he'll, he's he'll still, he'll get still get paid. Yeah, for sure. Mellow flow. Yeah, still get <laughs> right. Back. So we went over a lot of NBA action today. A lot of stuff went down over the summer. Didn't quite get to all the all the stuff that went down, but we got to most of it. A lot of the big stuff that went down. Um, you got any more things to talk about today, Perry? Hey man, it's a beautiful day to be beautiful. Uh, go out there and smile. Hey, dime of the day. I'm gonna go ahead and do one on the podcast. First time ever. Dime of the day. I'm giving it to Jimmy. Is Perry Randall. Why is that? A person came up to me and they said, what do you have for LeBron and Lonzo's first game together and, uh, as teammates? And I said, I got one oop for them. And lo and behold, my man Le- LeBron threw Lonzo and oop. So, dime of the day goes to me, man. It's for being right. Day. <laughs> it's a beautiful day to be beautiful today here on Dropping Dimes. So, appreciate all you that got through the entire podcast that listened to the whole thing. Um, and that's all, we, that's all we got today for Dropping Dimes. So, for Perry Randall, I'm Noah Cooper. See you guys in a couple weeks on the Dropping Dimes podcast.